Hello and welcome to the Daily Nugget. I'm Mike Conan and this is today's Daily Nuggets. Well, we are blazing on here and we're going to finish up 1 Peter chapter 4 today. Uh, continue to talk about suffering and that's the context for these verses that are coming up, okay? However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Okay, he's talking about judgment here and about how each of us are going to face judgment. And it's really interesting that he highlights again that judgment will begin with the believer. All of us who are followers of Jesus, we are going to be the first ones to be judged. Uh, And then from there, it will move out to uh, the rest of the world. And uh, his admonition to the people is to obey the gospel of God. And um, if it is hard for a righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Okay. Uh, Is the point here that you and I have to perform better? Because he says then after that, so then who... Those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves their faithful creator and continue to do good. Um, Do you have to do that to be saved, to do good to be saved? Uh, That's a little tricky. That's a little tricky answer there. Uh, Because the answer is, if you had to do good to be saved, then no one could be saved. Because nobody's going to be good enough. Um, Like he says, if it's hard for the righteous to be saved... Um, nobody's going to be good enough in our own performance, okay? So we know that he doesn't mean you have to have your good outweigh your bad or that you got to be really good uh, to get saved. That is definitely not what he is saying. Uh, Instead, what he is saying is that your life should be changed. Uh, If if you want to have peace knowing final judgment is coming, don't keep living like the pagans do. Don't keep living like somebody who doesn't know Jesus. If Jesus comes back tomorrow and you're living like everybody else around you, you may be in trouble. That's what he's saying. Uh, he's saying that we should be people who are not just living like everybody else. We should be people who are working for good. Okay. Now, here's the tricky part. Nobody likes to talk about this, but... Uh, and you heard me say I've been thinking about hell quite a bit over the last couple of weeks because of all this research I've been doing. And I've been reading a book called Hell and Back. And I've, I think I share with you some stories there about these folks who uh, had near-death experiences where they, they went to hell and experienced it. And then they came back. And immediately the cardiologist who wrote the book said they didn't even want to see him. They wanted to call the chaplain or a pastor right away because they had been to hell and they did not want to go back there. And that's what judgment is. Uh, Judgment is that time where we will be determined if we are going to be with Christ in paradise or if we are going to go and pay for our sins for eternity. Uh, That's the reality of the situation that Peter is talking about, that everybody's going to face it. And believers are going to face it first, or people who claim to be believers anyway, and who are part of the covenant community. Now, with every covenant community, again, the covenant is, is a people who've been made promises by God and who make promises to God. That's what a covenant community is. That's a church. Uh, that's a people who gathers, and that's people who profess faith. Okay, that is 
who he's talking about here. And what he's saying is not everybody who professes faith has it. And not everybody who's a says they're a believer is a true believer. Not everybody who professes to have the Holy Spirit actually possesses the Holy Spirit. Uh, and what he is in, and what I would encourage you uh, to think about sometimes is, man, uh, it is very important that we have our right, lives right with the Lord. First of all, that we repent of our sin and turn to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. But then in that repentance, it's a turning away from. And so we are are then, as he is, says here, so then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves, their faithful creator, and continue to do good. That's our goal. That's the simple goal of a follower of Jesus is to have his spirit come into us and to do good. What does that look like? Well, it means we're generous. It means we're loving. It means we're kind. It means we share the gospel with people. It means uh, that we help those that are um, being oppressed. It also means that we speak truth when people are dealing with in, in immorality. Um, for those of you that follow me on Facebook, you, you saw this already, but we I went to the hospital today. Uh, not a hospital. It was connected with a hospital, but it was a medical clinic. And um, my 13-year-old daughter's there, and they are asking her all these questions related to her gender and specifically asking her which gender she is and these things. And in my head, I just sat there quietly. I didn't say anything. Uh, I had already asked them a question about why they asked if she was Hispanic or not and what difference that made. Um, but I, I was just dumbfounded by the gender questions. Because in my head, why would you want to ask a 13-year-old kid that? The only thing that you're causing them to do is to raise a question about their gender. Now the place that they go, the clinic that they go to, that's a place of authority, it's a place that people look at that for answers, is telling my daughter and everybody else that comes in here, you should question what gender you are. And for me, I just can't believe we live in a society like this. And how did we get to this place? And part of the reason we got there is because Christians are not standing up for truth. And part of what I need to figure out, what you need to figure out, and so I post about it on Facebook, I'm telling you about it here now, is raising awareness of these things. I, I actually tag the the uh, hospital, the in the excuse me, the medical center in my post. Um, and I wasn't unkind. I know that they mean well, um, but the effect they're having is crazy. It is no wonder that this generation is struggling more than any other with identity. I mean, when you have people constantly telling you to question your identity, how could that not have a dramatic impact on you? Uh, so again, one of those great examples that came right in my face today, so I just thought I would share it with you about little things that uh, we have to obey God, and it may cause us to suffer. It may cause people to have their hurt feelings. It may cause uh, somebody to unfriend us. It may cause us whatever it might be. Um, but at some point, we need to step forward and speak truth and speak it lovingly, kindly, generously, but that's partially what it means to be somebody who is persevering in the faith. Now, if I'm a jerk and if I don't listen to people and I'm unkind and I'm rude, uh, then as we talked about yesterday and the day before, I get exactly what's coming to me. Um, I, the, the suffering, I brought it on myself. That's not suffering for Jesus. That's suffering for my sin. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, there's plenty there and you can grab hold of what you want to grab hold of. But um all of us should be prepared for judgment and we should live like we want to be on the right side of judgment. Not to earn our salvation because Christ has earned that for us, 
but as a byproduct of our salvation. Amen. This is the ministry of our true legacy. Thanks for listening.